oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being, explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Verquin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of Pixelated Perspectives Podcast. My name is Tanya Verquin. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. I'm excited to get into this topic. It's all about the concept of prevention, you know, taking preventative measures to ensure that you won't get sick, to lessen the odds of you getting sick. You know, this is what we hear from the conventional medical narrative, even holistic narratives, really, this concept and and understanding. And, you know, I thought it's time to really break this, this correlation between there's something outside of you, there's something that you need to do in order to ensure that you don't get sick, that you won't fall prey to an illness. Um, and it really is, it's just another one of those, those concepts and ideals that is driven by fear, it's driven by a corporation, really, that requires people to stay in a state of fear, to stay in a state of dependence on what they have to offer. And messages of of preventative measures and taking preventative measures, they show up all the time. Like it's it's a constant flow of propaganda through TV ads, through magazines, promoting, you know, prevention as the ultimate solution. And um, we see it on social media. We we get it all the time from doctors, right? We get it all the time from the health the healthcare industry. There's things you can do to ensure or at least lessen your chances of getting quote unquote sick, whether that is catching a cold or the flu, or it's the idea of preventing a disease or an illness that um, could otherwise have been prevented if you were to do the things that they're recommending, that is recommended you do. So I really wanted to uncover kind of the truth about this concept of prevention and just turning it in a way that there's an understanding, a new perspective around that message to help empower you. Because ultimately, after you hear this perspective, you will be in a position of empowerment. So I wanted to explore the realm of looking at this this concept and ideal of prevention in a brand new light, in a light that is completely refreshing and it frees you from the fear and this pressure that there is something outside of you you should be doing in order to lessen your chances of falling prey to an illness of some sort. You know, this is going to help you say goodbye to this, this myth around preventative measures 
And instead, you'll be able to embrace the journey of understanding the first biological law of nature, which explains the cause. So this the biological laws of nature were Dr. Hammer's discoveries back in 1981. They've been around for a long time, well over 40 years, but this, this knowledge base is so suppressed. And it's suppressed for numerous reasons. But one major reason is because it would change the medical corporations, it would change the pharmaceutical corporations, they would not be able to operate in the way they operate today. They wouldn't be the multi-trillion dollar companies and corporations they are today if these biological laws were mainstream. Now, just because they aren't mainstream today doesn't mean they're not one day going to be. This was always a vision of Dr. Hammer's that he shared quite openly. Um, Not that I ever met Dr. Hammer. I wish I had. But, you know, in his publications and in the people who knew him personally, they share, you know, this was his vision that one day everybody would understand and know and live from these, these biological laws of nature, really know them enough to align their life to them. Because ultimately, it is all about the whole knowledge base of these laws is all about reducing the fear that you feel regarding any sort of symptom whatsoever, any sort of quote unquote illness or disease. It really takes that fear away because you understand there's biological meaning and significance to absolutely every symptom every condition. And when you understand the cause, which is the first biological law, everything changes. Just learning that one law alone eliminates fear tremendously. And it'll have you looking at health in a completely different light. It'll have you looking at prevention, the whole concept of you can prevent illness, it'll have you looking at that in a completely different light. So let's dive deeper into into what I'm talking about, into this first biological law, because to really understand that you can't do anything outside of you by choosing to eat certain ways or choosing to live in an environment that has very, very minimal radiation exposure or keeping a hat on you so that you don't have sun exposure. All of these things and ideals are things, are the things that we're told will help prevent us from getting sick or developing some sort of illness or disease. But in order to understand that that is an absolute false concept, you first have to understand the first biological law. The first biological law of nature explains the cause. The first biological law states that every so-called disease originates from an unexpected conflict shock. So this is something that catches you off guard, that is, you know, acute, it's highly dramatic, and it's isolated felt. So it's just happening to you. This is, this is your conflict. This is 
Whatever that unexpected conflict was, it's you. It's happening to you. If you understand that this is the cause of any disease, whether it is, and not just disease, but an illness or a, a sickness, like if we're talking a, the common cold, if we're talking the flu or a skin rash or arthritis or a sore shoulder, a stiff shoulder, a stiff neck, anything that seemingly you know arises by itself without a, a physical injury prior to that, the, these laws wouldn't apply to you getting in an accident and then, you know, you have injuries within the neck. That was caused from the car accident. So it's outside of the realm of injury. It's outside of the realm of poisoning or severe malnutrition. Other than that, these laws apply. Whatever it is, even, you know, so-called mental disorders like um, like anxiety or depression or bipolar so if a symptom is showing up, that means you would have had to first experience an unexpected conflict shock. And Dr. Hammer called this a DHS, a Dirk Hammer syndrome. This was named after his son who passed away from an unexpected gunshot. Yeah, he was fatally shot. And um, Dr. Hammer, once you know he experienced this, you know, the loss, this, this tragic loss of a son, this profound loss, he himself developed certain conditions, certain um, ailments. And one of them was testicular cancer. And this is what started the beginning of his, his research. Later, the, all the research he found, he named them the five biological laws of nature. So a conflict shock. Let's just speak a little bit more about what a conflict shock is, okay? I mentioned it is, it's highly acute, dramatic, okay? There's emotional content there. Um, it's unexpected, so it catches you on the wrong foot. It's something that you, you couldn't have been prepared for. You weren't expecting. And it's isolated felt. So it's you, it's, it's happening to you. And it registers on three levels at this exact same time. So, in that split second moment of experiencing a conflict shock, it impacts on the level of the psyche. So this is the subconscious mind. And it's a very subjective uh, perception of what, what happens in that conflict, right? Your, your mind subjectively perceives it in a very specific manner. And in that exact moment, there's an impact that happens on the level of the brain. So it's a predetermined area in the brain, depending on the, the content of that conflict. Then that impact shows up and registers on the level of the brain. If you were to get a brain CT scan, it would show up as a target ring formation, which Dr. Hammer called the hammer focus. So simultaneously, your subconscious mind is registering it and the brain is registering it, and also the corresponding organ. So all three levels synchronistically is registering this conflict shock. So depending on the area of the brain, it's going to determine which organ. It'll be the organ that is controlled from the specific area of the brain. So these three, you know, 
seemingly separate components, the brain, the psyche, and the organ, well, they actually are just one synchronistic unit working together all at the same time. So it's a split second subconscious perceived event and situation. And in that split second, all three components are registered immediately. So this is what starts what Dr. Hammer called a biological special program of nature, where all of a sudden adaptations are made um, at the level of the organ to help assist the person or the animal, because we share these laws with animals and plants alike. It's uh, initiated as biological response within the, the organism, within the person, to help cope with the conflict and to help them, you know, ultimately survive the conflict. Nature is all about survival and procreation and thrival. So it is to help you cope while you're conflict active. So it basically the biological adaptations that happen on the level of the organ or the level of the tissue, those changes enhance the function of that organ or tissue to help you best cope. And then when that conflict has been resolved, when there's like, oh, thank God, like it was, that's okay. Like I got that news, but actually everything turned out to be fine. And, and then that's a resolve of the conflict. And so you move your, your autonomic nervous system automatically moves into this healing phase. So first it was a conflict active phase. And then your body moves into this healing phase all by itself after the subconscious mind has registered that the conflict has been resolved. And in this healing phase, now everything is reversed. So the, the tissues and the adaptations that happened while you were conflict active, they are now restored. And it was, it's all reversed to restore it back to its natural, the natural state, right? Back to this natural state of homeostasis. And then everything returns back to, back to the way it was before the conflict shock was registered or experienced. So it's these biological adaptations that happen at the cellular level in the body, depending like to the specific organs and tissues that produce symptoms. And it's these symptoms that, you know, are looked at conventionally as sicknesses and diseases and illnesses. And so knowing that it requires a conflict shock in order to experience symptoms, then how is one able to prevent those symptoms in the first place? Because if that were true, if you could prevent yourself from getting symptoms, well, then that would mean you would have to be able to prevent yourself from experiencing a conflict shock. You would have to be able to prevent yourself from never being caught off guard in an emotionally dramatic situation, ever. That, that would be the only way that you could prevent from getting or experiencing any symptoms. And so when we're told this conditioned and, and consistent messaging that, you know, it's the foods, it's what you eat. And uh, it's not to smoke and it's not to, you know, have too much sun and it's to stay away from EMFs and all of these preventative measures and going to get, 
you know, your regular yearly checkups and regular blood tests and all of these things as preventative measures. Well, all of those things have nothing to do whether you experience a conflict shock. The message is, is completely a false concept. So I don't want to say, well, you know what? So it's okay. You can go ahead and smoke and you can go ahead and eat whatever you want. And you can, you can never, don't ever worry about doing any sort of exams or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm saying those are not going to prevent anything. The, the benefit in eating healthy, the benefit in not smoking, the benefit of, of doing these things that, you know, we all kind of perceive as as healthy instead of being those preventative measures they will enhance our body's energetic frequency they will help us stay strong and you know vibrating at a a higher level than if we weren't to so you know the reason we choose nourishing foods is not to prevent illness it's to energize our body it's to bring the energetic resonance of our organs and our body to the highest the highest level we possibly can so that it has the most amount of energy to deal with a conflict shock and knowing that when the conflict is resolved we will have healing symptoms and so it allows our body to to move through those through those natural healing symptoms with as much ease as possible because it's, you know, it's energized with high vibrational life because of the way that you're feeding it, nourishing it. So that's just an example of, you know, it's, it's like maintenance, beautiful energetic maintenance for your body, but it is not prevention. So I hope that you're beginning to, to see it from this new light, to see this messaging as the false messaging it is, it's just a misinterpretation. It's a misunderstanding about diseases. Because if, if you understood what actually caused so-called diseases, these biological special programs of nature, you would know that it's impossible to prevent anything. So, you know, let's take another example of ways that we can easily help our body and our minds to to deal as gracefully and as efficiently as possible when we encounter a conflict shock so that, you know, yes, we can't prevent ourselves from being caught off guard, but when we are caught off guard, we are able to stay there for a less amount of time. We're able to resolve conflicts quicker and, and that will naturally help, you know, have a less healing symptoms for a less less amount of time because everything's very proportionate our our healing symptoms are going to be proportionate to the intensity and the duration that we were conflict active for so let's look at you know developing a mindful mindfulness practice and and a a practice with you know caring for the body um, by movement and doing whatever it is that you do, whether it's yoga or working out or swimming or you name it, sports. These are all ways to, again, help our body, empower our body with energy and strength to help us cope with um, our conflicts and to move us through those conflicts quicker 
and be able to help us have the energy we need when our body's naturally going through that healing process and symptoms will naturally come up, we have more energy to help our bodies um, get through that quicker. And developing a mindfulness practice helps us to be able to be less reactive when we are, you know, caught off guard. We, when we do experience conflict shock, we're able to allow ourselves to back up and and be really aware, acutely aware of what's going on and, and kind of have a bird's eye picture, bird's eye view, probably not in the moment because yes, it's you're caught off guard and it's emotionally dramatic, right? It's acute. And so you feel in that instant, it's you're thinking compulsively about the situation, the problem, the threat, the the danger. But not long after, if you you've developed a mindful practice, a mindfulness practice, and you've developed this ability to become really self-aware quickly, then you're able to just stop reacting for a moment and and start looking at what you've just experienced. Make the correlation that yes, this is definitely a conflict. I've definitely been caught off guard. And so when you know that and you're um, you're mindful of that and you're aware, it allows you to, to make a choice to respond now instead of just reacting unconsciously and, and really, you know, build instead of building up the fear, building up the, the conflict bigger and bigger, you're able to look at it from kind of a, a zoomed out perspective and be able to kind of talk yourself through it, walk yourself through it to help you downgrade what you're feeling, downgrade the conflict, and then resolve it ideally, resolve it as quickly as possible. And so then naturally, because of the short-lived conflict, your resolution, that healing phase where the body has those symptoms will naturally be shorter. So these are just ways to Yes, we want to empower ourselves. We want to live healthy lifestyles across the board, but we have to understand it's not to prevent anything. That's not why we're doing it because we now understand we can't prevent that. We can't prevent ourselves from experiencing conflict shocks, but we can help our body have the energy. We can help our mind have the most amount of awareness for moments when we do experience conflict shock so that we can move through them quicker than we normally would. That is kind of what I wanted to share for for today's episode and just just help you understand and to recognize when symptoms come up, understand that this is the time when you want to try to make the emotional correlation to something you just went through. What was that unexpected thing? What was that unexpected situation? What was that argument, you know, or was it an argument? Was it um, a, a conversation or was it being um, called out by somebody or getting fired or laid off or maybe losing a loved one or losing property, having to sell when you don't want to sell or having to move or, you know, being separated from someone that you didn't want to be. These are all examples of conflicts that can happen out of nowhere, can come up unexpectedly and catch us off guard, which would start this biological program of nature within our bodies. And so we have to start making those emotional correlations with our symptoms. And when we do, we we can see the tie, we see the relationship. And that in itself 
takes the fear out of our symptoms because we know that there's always a biological, meaningful processes that the body has and and nothing is quote unquote wrong. Nothing has malfunctioned. It's not a dysfunction within your body. It's just the natural biological, intelligent adaptation that was initiated to help you cope while you experienced your conflict. So let's let's start thinking about our health this way. Let's start thinking about our symptoms and conditions this way and begin to really get self-aware and start contemplating the things in your life that you've experienced. And if you're having ongoing conditions and, and symptoms, well, find out what is unresolved in my life. What conflicts are still unresolved that I need to put attention on that I can I can look at and change my perspective around. This is all putting ourselves in such a powerful position. It puts us in this position of taking, you know, radical responsibility for our health now. Because we know that it's not outside of us. It's not something that we didn't do by, you know, I should have eaten better. I should have, you know, listened to my parents when they said, you know, don't smoke. And these are things that they're not the cause of any, you know, quote unquote illness or disease or rash or condition of any sort. We have to make the correlation to the conflict. So when you do see, you know, messaging advertisements and and people talking about things and ways you can prevent yourself from, you know, getting illnesses and getting sick, understand that there's just a misunderstanding there. There's a misinterpretation about what actually causes symptoms. And when you realize, you know, it's not outside of you, it's nothing outside of you. Everything is, is internal. A conflict shock registers at the level of the subconscious mind, the psyche. That's where it all begins. So that has nothing to do with whether you miss an annual checkup, right? You know, people say, well, I should get a colonoscopy colonoscopy once a year and go for my mammogram and and a pap smear and all these these preventative measures. Well, how does that how does that impact your psyche, the subconscious mind, right? So I hope that this uh, episode has been helpful. I hope that you've had some insights regarding this whole concept and, and kind of false concept of prevention, prevention of disease. Now that we know that you cannot prevent disease because that would ultimately mean that you would have to be able to prevent yourself from experiencing a conflict shock from being caught off guard um, with a highly acute dramatic event, well, you know that's nearly impossible. I mean, I'm sure there are some people walking this planet that, you know, are so calm, so collected, that nothing could move them. But for the majority of us, including myself, you know, I haven't yet been able to prevent myself from experiencing a conflict shock. One day, I hope to get to that point, but... For now, most of us are just not at that that space yet. And so we just understand that, yes, we want to nourish our bodies. We want to do the things that we feel aligned with and healthy doing, but not for the idea of preventing. Instead, it's to empower and energize the body and bring up its energetic vibration as high as possible so that you're always 
prepared, the best prepared to um, move through a conflict and resolve it as quick as possible and therefore endure less symptoms uh, as a result. So if this has been helpful, please reach out, message me on, on the socials. Let me know that it was helpful. Um, let me know if you had any breakthroughs and insights. I'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to connecting with you again on the next episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.ca.